0: Alright, this is going to be quite a short one, <clears throat> but um, we just came back from the uh, the mass in London that was organized also as a Q&A type thing with uh, with one of our priests. Um, it was really awesome, it was excellent, well attended, and explained a lot of, you know, quite uh, deep concepts of canon law and dogma and so on. Um, it was really good. And uh, there's another one, you know, happening tomorrow, so that's, um, some people are going to go to that as well. And uh, it's it's a good, it's really good whenever you have a, a knowledgeable, properly trained uh, priest, a cleric, you know, walk you through some of the finer uh, issues of Or concepts of um, Catholic uh, dogma and so on. Really interesting. Really, really interesting. One of the guys came all the way from uh, from another country. I'm not sure. Um, I think he he left a comment. Um, Anyway, he came from um, Copenhagen. I think it's okay to say that. And um, came all the way here just for that. And you know that was really interesting because he had a very uh, Protestant upbringing. So he's just looking at the truth and and following it. Kind of like reminds me a little bit of um, Wooly Ram, who comments on my videos now and then, who's, you know, that guy is raised Jewish in Israel, doesn't have a valid Catholic priest anywhere near him. And yet he's like, yeah, I know. This is the true thing you know he's like heroic man you know people like that you're alone you're far away from things but you you read and you study and you look into it and then sort of you you know it's in the bible seek and you shall find so that was the the good news and um <clears throat> a lot of different theological concepts most of them to be fair probably too rarefied for most of uh, my uh, my um my crowd shall we say my mortals, but yeah still really very interesting and uh such a pleasure to you know because i had a quite a long trip there and long trip back and uh i was driving the um the priest and what a pleasure to be able to have basically almost four um hours during which you know he couldn't escape because the car was traveling too fast and i could ask pretty much all the questions and discuss whatever things <laughs> i wanted to and it was very satisfying in that essentially um, I clarified some things for myself, some questions I had, whatever, but there's no real, uh, you know, var- variance from what I thought to, to was supposed to be, you know, how things were to be interpreted and how the priest tells me they are, and it's like spot on. And he clarified some, um, some points of canon law with respect to, who isn't, isn't a heretic, who isn't, isn't a schismatic. And um, it was really quite interesting. Um, And it just goes to show just how refined the Catholic thought is, because without an official authority to tell you who is a schismatic and who is a heretic, you can definitely say their teachings are heretic and their uh, behavior is schismatic but you cannot officially pronounce them as heretics you can uh, i believe pronounce them as schismatics once they um officially themselves you know start some new rules or whatever Uh, so it was it was quite interesting because there is always that prudence and charity of the church which essentially says you give people the biggest benefit of the doubt even though you won't listen to them you're absolutely under in fact you're you're obliged not to listen to them when they teach heresy and so on but um, and also <clears throat> the clarification about the Cassie theory which is um, separates the material from the spiritual which is again a very interesting point because on the way back I asked about Pierre Tellard de Chardin who for me, it was a net positive when I read the Phenomenon of Man by Pierre Thelar de Chardin. It was, to me, it proved in a scientific way that Jesus was both sort of a natural event and yet a supernatural event that couldn't be denied was also supernatural. But Pierre de Thelar de Chardin is considered a heretic in uh, by, by Catholic by proper Catholic priests and not somebody to be followed. So I asked this to the priest and I said, you know, for me, it was a net positive. And he goes, look, you can find a good thing even in something that's mostly error, or you can find something that is, um, you know, the most dangerous thing, he says, is when you've got some tiny error in something that is mostly true. That's the most dangerous thing because that's what will really deviate you. And I agree with that. I always thought that as well. And then he explained to me how Thelar de Chardin was essentially a heretic. And it was quite interesting because the reason that made him heretic is absolutely correct because he, um, Pierre Tellar de Chardin, essentially made no distinction between the natural and the supernatural, and in fact claimed that the supernatural was essentially a further evolution of the natural. What this eventually leads to is, well, then everybody can be a god, sort of like the Mormon thing, you know, clearly heretical we're not all going to become gods. That's not, not not any one of us are going to become gods. There is one God and we are not that. So there is a clear separation between natural and supernatural in that respect. Um, and blurring that line is, uh, you know, it's obviously wrong. But it was such a refined thought that it sort of went by me. You know, I just thought, well, this guy's scientifically proven that the Jesus event was something that is beyond normal. And that's all I got from it. And so I got the good part of it and I sort of ignored uh, either by instinct or or dumbness or whatever, the the heretical part. But the interesting thing which I didn't know is that Pierre Tellar de Chardin also, along with his friends uh, somewhere, I don't know who exactly was involved in what, but they faked the missing link. They literally took bits of like skeletons from an ape and from a human and faked the missing link and uh, and my priest still has these articles because weirdly enough my priest is um, um, he's got a degree in uh, biochemistry so he studied biology studied chemistry very well at a very high level and then he studied theology and you know people she said to me you know people were telling me but how can you go from being a um a, um, uh, what what did I just say, like, you know, not a biologist, whatever, I just, I just, it'll come back to me. You know, how can you go from being a um, uh, a neurobiologist or whatever whatever uh, the term, I, f- I forget now, anyway, he studied biology and chemistry. How can you go from having that, you know, having been such a scientific person to now studying theology? And he said, but actually it was the same reason you know I wanted to find out the truth I wanted to find out how things work and then he became a priest you know it's like really and and he had like quite a hard you know road although he doesn't really make any bones about it doesn't talk about it much or anything but it's quite clear if you follow the dots he's, he's had quite a diff, you know quite a hardcore sort of belief system and uh, yeah really interesting uh, so you know, he still has the articles where Pierre Teilhard Th- um, de Chardin with his friends, whatever, they fake this missing link. And he still has the original articles where, because it went all over the world, like, oh, the missing link was found. And then it was discovered it was a complete fraud and they admitted it as well. And and I didn't know that about uh, de Chardin. And then he also, um, you know, apparently he had a mistress. Uh, he had... Uh, You know, he was a Jesuit that had sworn uh, a vow of celibacy and poverty and so on, and obedience and basically kind of broke all of them. So he was the man of his word, which also um, reminded me of something else, which essentially, you know, it was John Wright in correspondence with John Wright, the writer, the science fiction writer who is a catholic but you know he's novus orco and he's still i don't know now you know i think he might be changing his mind about now but at the time he was still saying that uh, bergoglio was pope and you know I, w- I was even then i was even before i was baptized i was like nah that guy is you know it's not right but um he, you know john wright was instrumental in me joining the church because i remember we had this very lengthy email conversations and um At one point he made an analogy and he told me, look, you're like a man that's swimming in the ocean that's about to drown and you found a boat and you're hanging onto the side of the boat and I'm sitting in the boat saying, get in, get in, you know, get in the boat, be saved so you don't drown. And you're like hanging on there, sort of like by your fingertips and you've been swimming for 40 years and now you're holding onto the side of the boat and you're effectively asking me, I don't know about getting in that boat, I mean, what's the dress code like? Because you know, I'm I'm not gonna wear, you know, if it's not 100% cotton, I I don't think I can. And I'm like, you fool, get in the damn boat, you know? There's all sorts of crazy people in here, just get in the boat first, worry about that shit later. And I couldn't fault this logic, you know, sort of like, oh. But you know, it came from having honor because I lived as a pagan, and I mentioned John Wright because John Wright described as four types of men. I forget what the other two are, um, but, one of them was, you know, the Christian man, and another one was the honorable pagan. And I mentioned this to the priest and I said, you know, you can call it what you want. I was kind of a Zen agnostic most of my life, and atheist for a brief period, but, you know, essentially that's what I was. I was an honorable pagan because, in our family, you know, our word always has been our bond, even though we weren't, you know, I, I certainly wasn't practicing any kind of Christianity or anything. Um, and he, you know, he nodded and he said, yes, you know, and, and honorable pagans are people you can still have some kind of, um, relation with because they they do have an honor. They do have a, a thing, you know, they're not Christians, they're not saved, whatever, but they're, you know, any, he, he, he made some analogies saying, you know, it's better to deal with somebody like that than someone who is, you know, a pretender. Um, so we agreed on that as well I made the analogy of you know I'd rather take a Nazi in a full-on uniform trying to kill me than the guy sitting in my trench who's poisoning my food you know, that, that's and he said yeah I'm the same you know I don't, don't I, I, I can respect an enemy you know an outright flat-out enemy a jihadist full-blown you can have more respect for that guy than for the church and the, the you know the Laramie Hirsch of the world who are like hey, you know, I want to kiss Bergoglio's ring. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So, you know, that was very interesting times. And um, and of course, Vox made me laugh again because uh, with this Torah bear trying to tell me about how Owen and how Vox, they're scammers. And I'm like, you know, I responded to him and, and then I sent it to Vox because I was like, well, you know, just to make me laugh because we're friends. And I, I, I wrote it to him. I said, uh, Vox. I just never knew about your true intentions. I just never wondered about your true intentions. I guess I guess I just went along with everybody else and just thought about, you know, that you were just a normal dark lord intentions. I just didn't really consider your true intentions. What could they possibly be? And he made a blog post about it, of course, on his blog. Um, but the funny thing is that when I logged on, I found there's more comments from this Tora bear who's now changed his name to... Connor the Scammer tangent so he changes his name and then he's like still trying to concern troll oh no I was a bit shocked no I didn't mean that I'm I'm just worried about Vox and you know more concern trolling and I'm like what part I couldn't give a flying fuck about your opinion if you were on fire do you not get I don't care you think that you know unauthorized is a scam don't watch it don't go there don't pay money to it. Go somewhere else. It's a big internet. Why are you telling me? <laughs> but the, the funniest thing was some of the comments on the Vox's blog. One guy goes, wait, somebody went for emotional sympathy to a guy that they called the Kurgan? I mean, <laughs> and that just cracked me up. <laughs> it was, you know, that's pretty witted of you. So they carried on. So guess what? I replied to that too. And Sent that to Vox as well because I think the title of the email I sent him I was like, "But, but I thought that gammas would just go away and never come back right away." <laughs> and of course, I'm curious to see how many more comments this moron is going to do before they get the hint. But yeah, I mean, what Vox has done with unauthorized—they've got live streams for you know from Owen, from Vox, from David the Good from Wrangler Star. They've got documentaries on there. They've got a really excellent historical series um, by uh, a professor, I'm horrible with names, They the lady professor that uh, talks about the medieval history and the history of the Bible. And it's really, really good stuff. And you can get all of that apparently for like five bucks a month. I mean, I know that some of the other things are like 10 or 25 or whatever it is like five bucks a month and you got access to all of that. And you think it's a scam? Fine, don't pay the five bucks, don't go there. How difficult is that? It's not like Vox makes it difficult to unsubscribe and not pay your money, you know? It's like, what the hell? I'm subscribed, I'm happy to pay that money, even if I honestly don't even have the time to go and watch, you know, I probably haven't even watched like 2% of it. But the bits that I've watched alone are, are enough. I mean, the one about the, the Bible, uh, you know, the origin of the King James Bible alone, that was worth like a hundred bucks just knowing all that. So, oh, well, my finally arrived as well with the kids. So I'm going to say bye. But yeah, it was a great one. Sorry if this is a bit of a disjointed video, but there you go. That's just how it is. And I'll do a proper one when I've got a bit more time. Good night.